This is part two of a discussion about how racing innovations have impacted the broader motoring world. And so if you want to catch episode 20, that is part one of this series. So that's good context. This is the rest of the conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Now we're going to move to what I thought might be more interesting discussion anyway, is on safety features. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, well, I think we've a, touched on, on things that border that at least up until now, but yeah. Yeah. But it's the, it's the, it's like, okay, could people be safer? Well, here's the statistic. The number one cause of death in a, I'll, I'll ask it as a question. What do you think is the number one cause of death in an in automotive accidents? Um, I'm going to say head trauma. Head trauma is number two. Number two. Uh, okay, then some kind of... It's a similar injury you would get by jumping off a fifth-story building. I would say blunt force trauma then. There you go. That's yeah. number one. Okay. So, wow. yeah, blunt force trauma is the number one killer because, you know, like people get hit, their doors came in and whatever. It's that blunt force that our human yeah, bodies yeah. aren't good at dealing with. And, and secondary to that is head injuries. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about motorcycles and like most states have a helmet law. Some reduce the law or don't require it if for people over the age of a certain age. And honestly, that varies everywhere from 18 to 25, depending on the state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's usually either 18 or 21 or, but in one state it's 25, you know? So, and there's only two states in the whole country that have no helmet law at all for any age. Yeah. That's uh, Iowa and Illinois, I think, was the other one. So those states don't have any kind of a helmet law whatsoever. But all the other ones have some form. And then in California, there is no age thing. You have to wear one all the time, you know, no matter how Interesting. you are. Yeah. So, but getting to cars, you know, when I was younger, there w it was, the rumor was you could not wear a full face helmet in a car you'd get pulled over. And, you know, the speculation was, is that you couldn't hear people honking or oh. you, you would have reduced vision. Now, the helmets, when I was younger, did not have the cutaways on the, you didn't have as much peripheral vision. In okay, okay. As you do nowadays. So that may have been true, but um, from from what I could find, and it's really hard to Google it, because anytime you Google helmet lots, they just assume it's motorcycle. Right, right, the, right. The search engine does. So it's it was hard you know, to figure it out in a reasonable amount of time. But I don't think there are helmet laws, but that doesn't mean if you wear one in a car, a cop's not going to pull you over and go, what the hell are you doing? You, know, <laughs> you, plan, on, you plan on getting in a crash, you know? And yeah. then you might say, yes, actually I do. And that's kind of the crux of this discussion. Yeah. Is we started off by saying that, you know, racing drivers and motorcyclists dress as though an accident is could could conceivably happen and your your odds are higher. Yeah. But in cars, people get into cars wearing t-shirt shorts and flip-flops. Right, right. <laughs> and then if they get into an accident, it's disastrous. Well, thankfully the safety standards in cars with like airbags and proper like crumple zones to like, you know, absorb yes. a lot of the force and stuff, that's come a whole long way. But your point still stands. It's like, would they be safer if they wore full racing leathers and a helmet? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if, if people prepared for an accident, would you be safer? I would think yes. Like, a friend of mine's, I had a friend whose wife liked to put her feet on the dashboard. Oh, when, no. When driving long distances. <laughs> I, I refuse to let people do that in my car. I will not well, drive if they're doing that. Yeah, but this lady was in the passenger seat. Her friend yeah. was driving. They were oh, heading. No. You know, they had a long drive in front of them. And she had her feet on the dashboard up there. And someone pulled in front of him. And you guessed it. The airbag went off. And she broke both ankles simultaneously. Eek. And stretched a bunch of muscles in her legs and all that sort of thing. And I've you know, heard far was... worse stories than that, and I won't go yeah, into them. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, but this actually happened to someone I know. You know. Yeah. And, yikes. And it was. And it, can you imagine having like not just one broken ankle, but two? You know that you're in a you're in a wheelchair. You're yeah. bedridden at that point. Yeah. You know you can't get around. So. Yeah. And then the PT that you have to go through afterwards. Oh tonight. yeah! Wow. So. But and she was not prepared in any way, shape, or form for an accident. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I know the automotive industry, they sell, you know, the old marketing saw is that, you know, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. And when you see car commercials on TV there, you know, the whole idea is like this person's life is perfect and your yours can be, too, if you buy this car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. So, you know, it would be hard to market this type of concept. But as a motorcyclist, would I prefer to drive a car with in full motorcycle gear like like let's talk about ankle protection you know like because we wear leather boots that Mm -hmm. has really good ankle protection yeah the boots that i bought i specifically bought because the uh the the highest reviewer said that he got t-boned on his motorcycle and didn't realize that his foot was fine until it like occurred to him (laughs) but like literally bumpered to the to the ankle and yeah, with these motorcycle specific yeah. leather boots that, yeah. are, you know, I, t- when I was first starting off in the eighties, early eighties motorcycling, I talked to a guy at a motorcycle shop about, hey, yeah. you know, about boots, you know, and he goes, well, he goes, you want to see my half of my ankle on the inside of my right foot? Cause the oh, other half's no. on a, on a racetrack ground. Off. Oh, no. <laughs> he crashed on, he crashed in tennis, not on a racetrack, oh. but on a regular street. Oh. He had crashed on a racetrack, but you know, where if you're wearing tennis shoes and the bike fell on his foot, you know, going down the road. Oh God. Okay. Ankle, stop. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you see the point. Yeah. This is why we both, <laughs> this is why we both wear really thick motorcycle boots. Yeah. Jeez. It cured uh. me. Like right when I saw that, I go, yeah, that's never going to happen to me. And that's it. I yeah. never rode, but I mean, maybe if I was working on it, it's in the middle of summer and I just wanted to run up and down the street and test something. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I always wore boots and, and when it came to work, you know, especially in a more formal workplace, I'd have to bring, you know, a set of, sh- you know, leather shoes with me, like regular dress shoes and right. change, you know, but I always rode the boots, even if I only had to go five miles, because it's like, no, mm-hmm. I ain't going to get my ankle ground down. That would hurt too much. <laughs> yeah. So, but but that so it's kind of like one of these things in women. What is the one thing that women all complain about if you ask them to put on a helmet and go for a ride with you? Oh, it's their Those hair. Cows, <laughs> helmet hair. Yeah, yeah. And so how are you going to get ladies to wear a helmet inside of well, a car? <laughs> for me, that's one of the advantages of having started balding in my 20s. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> I blame my balding on my helmet use. So well, no. <laughs> I, hey. I don't think it's true, but I do. <laughs> but, you know, so it's like, yeah, you know, but I, and if you're OK, so blunt force trauma, how would we deal with that? Well. What if we all had custom fit racing seats with five point harnesses? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would go a long way because you have the side coverage in a racing seat, you know, oh, it's yeah. curved around your body. And sports cars have these, what they call racing seats, but they're, you know, but they also have to be designed to keep you comfortable for couple hundred thousand miles true yeah yeah so we might have to give up some comfort or realize that we're going to have to have them reupholstered more often for the sake of safety or make the actual like upholstery around like have the main structure that's you know solid or whatever but then have something more comfortable around it rather than the like plywood that you get in a race car (laughs) (laughs) you know well whatever i'm sure it's some kind of aluminum or who knows yeah but i mean the point being it's not comfortable but yeah yeah i think i think i know like one of the innovations in the motorcycle safety world I liked was when they started using this, what they called medical biomedical plastics, like in oh. elbow pads and stuff like that. So okay. it was plastic that was designed to spread a localized impact throughout the whole piece. Hmm. And I've had motorcycle suits and jackets that had this foam or plastic in it that was designed again to you know spread the impact. So I think if you have this biofoam or plastic uh, that was part of a so more... so just so I understand, it's basically designed so that in instead of getting all of the force in one point, it like dissipates all that force around an area. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's that's a real really stiff cool, kind of actually. Yeah, it's a real stiff kind of foam, but that's what it's designed to do. 
and it's a super high impact you know it's like okay the suit i had said basically nothing would you know like you're not gonna it's not gonna wear through even if you fall at 70 miles an hour like this wow one, it was a gore-tex type suit but it had other things in it wow but that suit in addition on the knee pads and on the elbows and stuff it had this biomedical foam and and for an extra charge, which I did pay for, you could get a back piece that stayed in the jacket. It Velcroed in there. Yeah, I got one but of those had, for my it jacket. It had the foam and plastic. Yeah. So that if you took a hard hit on, you know, like in your spine area while you're sliding or something, yeah, you it it just it gave you a chance of not like breaking your back in that position. And right. I yeah I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Whenever I have an, I have it on my current jacket. Yeah, you know, whenever I have an option to get that idea, even if I have to upsize the jacket to get it to fit better. Yeah, my my jacket came with the like forearm, elbow, and upper arm pads. Yes, but it didn't come yep. with chest or spine. You, but it had a spot to insert a spine armor thing, and I did obviously. Okay, good. So good. yeah, is yours foam and plastic, or just plastic, or just I foam? don't recall. I think okay. it's both, but I don't recall. Okay. But yeah, those things are can be really useful. And yeah, the yeah. forearm stuff, yeah, that's another one. There's more padding there. Mm-hmm. Motorcycle gloves are designed for a fall. They're they have mm-hmm. more padding in the palm and things like that and on the back of the knuckles. But even in a car, if I was going to be in a serious accident, I'd rather be all geared up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'd rather have all my motorcycle gear on because it might not save my life, but it it if it saves you on a motorcycle, it's just go, it's going to do nothing but help in a car, especially the helmet. Yeah, yeah. So, so do you think something like the five point har- harnesses would be enough if those were more common, or do you think it should be that and the the racing leathers and helmet, or like well, like if you were to to try to do something. Because it, it occurs to me, like if you were the government and wanted to start regulating this to make. Accident fatality is more, well, more safe. That's a different discussion. Well, but bear with me. If, yeah, yeah. if you were the government to do that, you have to consider like, what is it that people would actually do? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, you should wear full racing leathers and a helmet, but people aren't going to do that. But if you start mandating five point harnesses in vehicles, now maybe people would do that. I, I don't know. It's just a thought. I, I, I think making it optional now granted seat belts were originally optional that's true that's true <laughs> but but making things like that an option i think requiring all manufacturers to have additional safety options available on each vehicle would be a good idea options available i like that yeah 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 just if you have a mandate say look you know you need to here's some innovations that you could put in a vehicle we're not telling you you have to yeah and if I, and then it, to me, I think I, you know, I'm I'm a more of a I, you know libertarian kind of guy, so I I don't like government mandates, but no, but I but I think I think having the choice that if the consumer wants to pony up the cash for safety features, it'd be nice if they could get them. Yeah, and then you kind of touched on like the A pillar, B pillar, C pillar, you know, stuff in cars is much better now than it used to be. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's a quasi roll cage without being one. Well, and even the front end, like the entire front end of your car right. is designed to be destroyed. That's how they're designed is because that yeah. absorbs all the force instead of you. For the most part, if you're in I a mean, small car, yeah. It's not as effective, obviously. Right, right. But, you know. But, you know, but the, but yeah, I think having, you know, about what we see in Formula One, and this is something I did want to talk about, mm-hmm. we see the Formula One cars are designed to crash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're designed to be fast, but they're also designed to crash. So you have a very, very strong survival cell, you know, whatever you want to call it. It goes by different names, but the, the driver's cell where he sits, the pod, the cell, the safety cell, crash cell, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is extremely strong, mm-hmm. including including the front legs are protected. That's the one area in passenger cars that is highly unprotected. And it's not uncommon for people to have lower leg injuries when oh, they're in a car accident. And the, and the same was true in the racing world once upon a time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. You know, AJ Foyt broke both ankles in an IndyCar crash one time because they stopped the safety cell. Basically, it was a tub that stopped at the knees. Oh. You know, 
and he horribly messed up his lower mm. legs and broke both ankles one time. I don't even know if it was practice or during yeah. the race, but it was a yeah. Well, I think it was in the like late seventies, you know, early eighties, something. Like I that. actually recently was watching a video on YouTube of I don't I don't know why it popped up in my recommended, and I was like, I I can't not watch this, right? And it was uh-huh. like the ten most gnarly indie accidents ever. Okay. And it was pretty brutal. And however, it was the guy made a point of saying at the beginning that all of the drivers were able to, to they survived and they all raced again. Now, there are some fatalities in accidents that he didn't show. But for these, it was like, it was pretty ridiculous the kind of accidents that these guys were able to walk away from. Like one of them, a, a car went up into the catch fence and literally yeah. shredded to pieces. And literally the only thing that was left on the car was the safety yep. tub around the driver. That was right. It. Everything else yeah. was gone. It was insane. There's cars that hit the inner wall, like on the way to the pits and then hit the spun and went yeah. into the middle, that middle thing at Indy. You know? Oh, geez. Yeah. That one, the guy walks away, but yeah. you think, oh, that's it. He's dead, you know, yeah. and, but it's like, well, once upon a time he would have been. Yeah. But now they have all this, you know, protection on the end of that wall for the pit wall, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things like that. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. How, now you still have fatal accidents. Yeah. True. Even in Indy cars and formula one, but um, there's no way to a hundred percent mitigate it, but they've done a wonderful job in, in protecting yeah. these guys. And I can't help, but be reminded once again of Roman Grosjean's crash in, in uh, I think it was Ugh. Bahrain 2020, I think. Where it was, it was the it, he should not have lived from that. You would think he, he almost didn't. He almost there's didn't. A chance he couldn't, but because yeah. he had a hard time getting out of the car, and I, he might have been dazed for a while. But he got out. But that's the that is the crucial point. Is he actually was able to walk away from that? Even though you look at it and you're just like, there's no way. Yeah. But because of the safety innovations and things like the halo, I mean, honestly, the halo probably saved his life. Uh, I think. Well, and that's another thing that you can put in cars. I would like the option for a Halo for a Hans device in my car that we didn't talk about that. Oh, the Hans device. Yeah. 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 Not the Halo, but the Hans device. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You just reminded me of the Hans device. Like, oh, true. Might be be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Might be nice to have a, to limit. Now, you actually might not be able to turn your head enough, but if you had a, a modified Hans device, that once it knows you're on the freeway, because, hey, we're talking about autonomous driving these days, mm. that if you had a helmet and it knows you're on the freeway, it tightens up. If it knows you're in you know, traffic and you need to look around and see where other cars are, see where kids are. Okay, yeah. It could completely loosen up. So it would have to be something that had some smarts built into it. But, yeah. you know, if I'm cruising down the freeway and, you know, or at speed, yeah, or on a two-lane road at 70 miles an hour and... Uh, here in Texas, we have a ton of high-speed two-lane roads, you know, mm-hmm. that they don't always have those in other parts of the country, but mm-hmm. they do here. It would be nice to know that in an accident, my neck and head can only move so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, more people would live. Let's put it this way. If we if we had options for these this uh, for a higher level of safety like what we're talking about, less people would die in passenger car accidents. True. Without question but that doesn't mean i want it mandated yeah but that that's the thing (laughs) i'm again reminded of like would people actually do it because at the end of the day it is an inconvenience and even when if you know you, you have motorcyclists where it's like yeah if you're not wearing a helmet at least i think you're a moron but you still see people all the time riding their motorcycles without any safety gear at all well yeah that's a you know that's a an issue that you'll get fervent arguments on and people they just say hey it's my choice and you know like like what you don't want to do is upset a bunch of harley types (laughs) (laughs) well no but and i agree with them i i think it should be their individual right to to not wear it personally it's like if you want to do that it's an in your opinion it's an unwise choice to make. absolutely it is i agree with you yes i agree with you on that yeah uh, before California, you know, there was, I was writing not that long ago in, uh, I was writing through Montana or it was Idaho actually. And there was one morning 
where it was, you know, I, I stayed at this hotel and there was a couple on a Harley, um, you know, a Harley Davidson that were next to me. And we kind of were emptying our saddlebags and going into our rooms at the same time. And mm-hmm. we started talking. We wound up having dinner together at the, at the restaurant, um, hotel restaurant together and talking about writing and what they were doing. And they were, we were all heading to Northern California, just different places, obviously. But so the next morning, without arranging this in advance, we both wound up at the same gas station tanking up and we're like, Hey, you know, which, which way? And we were going the same direction. So we're like, yeah, let's ride together. You know? Nice. Yeah. So I've got my one piece arrow stitch riding suit on. That's, that's the one that has all the fancy biofoam. Nice. And, you know, and it's, nice. and I had an electric vest underneath it cause it was cold that morning. Mm, okay. And I had my full face helmet and I have my earplugs. So, mm-hmm. you know, which reduces a lot of mental fatigue. That's the thing. And not mm-hmm. only saves your hearing, but earplugs, you don't hear noise, all those wind noise all oh, day long. Oh, true. You're, and, you're, and it uh, reduces mental fatigue, like amazing. You don't even know it till you start using them. Interesting. I always wore noise-canceling ear earbuds and listened to music. <laughs> That's what I always Yeah. Do. Well, there you go. Yeah. Now, that I won't do, but... Uh, for safety reasons, I won't listen to anything. Well, you have it but, low, but you know. Yeah, but still, I don't because I did one time and got ran off the road by a drunk, and I thought I should have seen that coming sooner. But that's another story. <laughs> wow. But the bottom line is that, um, you know, so I, I've got my electric vest on and plugged into the bike, and I, I had heated grips on the bike I was on, so I turned those on. And we get, you know, I'm just kind of yawning as we're going down the road, you know. <laughs> I was following him, and these people had no helmet. They just had their vest on Eef. and no helmets and it's and no gloves, you know, because he's cool. Right. And, but he was actually cold at this morning. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the problem was that, you know, we get like 50 miles down the road. I'm just waking up. My coffee's just kicking in. Mm-hmm. And this guy pulls over and there was some little tiny like cafe off the side of the road. And he pulls over, and I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, oh man, we're freezing. we got to stop for coffee. Uh, this is horrible. Uh. And I'm like, I'm toasty warm. Yep. And <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waking up. And I'm like, okay, well, see you later. Bye. But yep. I never saw him again. <laughs> you know, because I was perfectly fine. The yeah. Same, and we're both on motorcycles. It's just the way we were dressed. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you don't have to wear a helmet, but. You know, I rode with another guy one time. We went riding all day. He did. It was before California had a helmet law and he didn't wear one. Mm. And it was a spring day. You know, it's like, hey, we can finally get the bikes out. Let's go. You know, so we did. We each took a day off work and went like on a Wednesday. So it'd be so crowded or whatever. And with the bottom line, we ran into bugs because it's spring and the sun was out. And nobody, you know, neither of us had a tan yet or anything, you know, because it had been cold and, you know, winter. But anyway. So it's you know winter for Southern California, but <laughs> I was gonna the say. bottom line is is we get back and this guy's face is red as an apple. Oh man! <laughs> and he's got these welts on his forehead. You Ooh. know, his, I remember. I'm like, so Gary, you know, you don't wear a helmet. And, you know, it, this is before we started or while we were out. I asked him, and he goes, "No, man, I like the feeling of freedom. I go like being a quadriplegic." <laughs> I well, that's what I was. That. Well, that's what I was gonna say. You know? It's like, yeah, of course, you look cooler, right? Yeah, in air quotes, yeah. you look cooler when you don't have the gear on, but it, you don't look cooler when you're on the side of the road and you you can't walk anymore. You know, it's like, no, no. yeah, you. That's don't know not what cool. Your name is and there's blood dripping from your broken head, which yeah. I've seen from Harley riders in real life on the side. Oh, of the we road. don't. We don't need to get. But, but no, no, that, not the but... gory stuff, but I'm just saying I've seen the results of people that yeah. get in accidents and don't wear helmets. It's not pretty. No. I will admit, though, riding without a helmet feels amazing <laughs> because I did it for like half a block one time, and I immediately was like, <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it now. And, I, yeah. you know, so I, I do get it, but I still, like, if, like... I'm not doing I, that. I can't I'm not do doing it. it. I've done it, you know, like before there was a helmet law. I did it mainly when I was working on my bike. I'd go yeah. run it up this, you know, like maybe two, two miles up the road, then back. I've done it. But I can't, because my hands were full of grease. I didn't want to get my helmet all messed up, and I'm sweating, you know. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is I can't do it because I can't 
here's what it is. If I put on all the gear, I don't think about it anymore. Oh, true. Yeah. I don't, my entire focus is put on motorcycling. That, that is true. On yeah. Operating the bike. And I have the kind of brain that if I'm worrying like, gee, I hope I don't crash. I'll, you know, ruin my brain. And this is why I wear one on bicycles and everything. And, you know, mm. in fact, I, I was an early adopter of bicycle helmets. I couldn't even find one. There was like one company that made them and they were super expensive. But I remember finding a mountain climbing helmet that was basically the same shape that every mm. bicycle helmet is. But it was half the price. But it was just this ugly mustard color. You know? <laughs> and But I bought it. Because yeah. it was like half the price of, you know, the fancy one. Your dad had the fancy one. Oh, but, nice. okay. <laughs> but the bottom line is I'm just like, because of motorcycling, it's like, no, I go fast yeah. enough and I rode enough on bicycles. Like I used to do a hundred miles a week regularly. Yeah. That, you know, that it's like, no, I'm, I, I don't want a head injury. <laughs> and yeah. You know, cause if you think about it, when you're perched like on a road bike, you know, you know what they used to call a 10 speed now they're like probably 57 speed but you know but when you're perched up on a road bike your hot your head is what at least five feet off the ground mm-hmm. you know it, it, at least you know four and a half five feet off the ground and a fall in a grown man with your weight behind you mm-hmm. at speed that would hurt <laughs> there was actually a guy on youtube i think it was fort nine who's really really good he makes incredible motorcycling content i think it was him where they he did a he did a test basically of mm-hmm. just standing still the bike is not moving at all just yeah. completely stationary and he had like a dummy or something to measure the velocity or whatever. And it just fell over. Yeah. And it, it was the kind of force that would easily knock you out and give you a concussion just falling over. Well, have you seen those videos, you know, where they have these fail videos? But have you seen the ones where, you know, they've got the doorbell camera. So everything that goes on on the front porch is recorded. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, I cringe when I see these. Worse than anything is when somebody's going down the steps, you know, to the Ooh, sidewalk, to, yeah. to the driveway. And it's been iced over at night and they didn't know it. And they fall and they hit their back on the stairs, but their heads always, the back of their head always bounces off, you know, yeah. the stair, the stair treads or the, the road. And I'm just, we've all like, I, the other day I hit my head on the corner of a cabinet oh, in my man. kitchen and even that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, gosh, dang it. You're checking for blood, you know, and that's yeah. just bumping into a, the corner of a cat everybody's done that in the kitchen yeah and imagine what it would feel like you know smack your and when we're kids we all smacked our head off concrete Mm -hmm. at one time or another or hard ground like on a playground but we didn't weigh anything back then right (laughs) you know you take a 200 pound man and you bounce his head off the pavement yeah that's dude that's gonna hurt yeah so (laughs) yeah i think i think now i should wear a full face helmet everywhere i go (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was funny is that another video that this guy Fortnite did was he was investigating or, or inquiring about the question of should bicyclists wear full Dionese racing leathers and a full face helmet? Because honestly, you're as uh, you're, you're at as much risk as a motorcyclist. And yet bicyclists don't wear they wear a helmet. Sometimes they wear pads, but not often. And, you know, he was just kind of exploring the idea. And I, I kind of get that. But you're the th- I've done a lot of both motorcycling with in riding suits and bicycling. And I'm thinking like where it would suck is that you're constantly sweating on a bicycle. True. Especially <laughs> if it's warm at all. If it's above 60 degrees. That is definitely true. And on a motorcycle, you, you're just sitting there and you will sweat in the summer in a jacket. Yep. I've had people laugh at me, poke, like, why the heck are you yelling at me at intersections? <laughs> why are you wearing that jacket? It's 100 degrees out. You know, and then, but if I have a chance to talk to him, I go, well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. (laughs) How hot do you think I would get if I was sliding along the freeway at 70 miles an hour in a t-shirt? Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're you're going to get a lot hotter than a hundred <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Have you heard of a thing <laughs> called friction? you're not going to have any skin left. And then you're in the hospital. It's like, yeah, yeah I know it's uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I want to ride my motorcycle. And yeah. when I'm at speed, it's fine. Yeah. 
being in an intersection really sucks in a full leather jacket. <laughs> so that is true. You do. You are obviously you're pedaling the whole time on a bicycle. So there is yes. that. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. So, uh, you but. Know, but but there, uh, I guess what we're here. Here's what I think we're going to get to. There are compromise solutions. for True. Everything. True. So is there a compromise solution where bicyclists have like knee, knee pads, knee protection and elbow protection? That's lightweight. Mm. It could have holes in it to get air through it. Mm -hmm. It can be really comfortable. Mm -hmm. But if you fall off, it uh, it affords some measure of protection. And frankly, bicycle gloves suck because they yeah, do. they're padded, but they're made out of material and it grips pavement. I know I've fallen. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you can find leather ones, but you can also find a lot that aren't leather. But there's even other things like hip protection, like hip pads, because you don't think about it. But if you yes. fall sideways, you're a lot of that force goes directly on your hip and you can really screw uh, yourself up. I did that. I, one of the biggest raspberries I ever had was mm. I was, you know, seeing how far I was literally in a parking lot, seeing how far I could lean, lean my bicycle in corners. And I found out how far. Yeah. <laughs> And I slid on asphalt in cycling shorts with no protection, and I got a huge, painful raspberry on my hip. Yikes. Yeah, and then I went had to go into a hot tub that night. Yeah. That first, oh, the geez. first immersion. Yeah, the first immersion really hurt. <laughs> then it felt okay, but... But anyway, yeah, that I, it's happened to me, and that hurts. And I've thought about it since then because you're right. Yeah, you know, motorcycle gear tends to like I, I've ridden dirt bikes, like off road motorcycles, and when you if you buy the right suit, they have all that stuff. <laughs> oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that that is a good point. Getting back to your idea of compromising. So like, what would compromising look like in a everyday road car perspective? Because I, I don't think it's practical to insist or at least ex or e even expect people to wear full racing leathers and a full face helmet as well as a five point harness and a Hans device in a Camry. Right. I, I don't think it's yeah. it's reasonable to expect that to happen. But what are some compromises that you think maybe should or do you think there should be anything that would that should be implemented? I would like the ability to wear a helmet in a car if i wanted to okay which means the car would have to be designed to incorporate a helmet oh that's true because i have put a helmet on in cars just to test the theory before and there just isn't enough room you bump your helmet on the top of this you know yeah. the door frame when you're getting in and out you know yeah, you have to yeah. really think about it and um and sometimes like you know the headrest is in the way because now that you've got a helmet on the headrest position isn't good so, but you need it there for neck protection. You know, really, the the what they call a headrest is really a neck protection device, so that your head doesn't go snapping back. You know, if you get hit from behind. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so yeah, I I think a compromise thing like, you know, I don't think I would wear gloves in a car because it would make you couldn't operate a touchscreen with gloves in modern cars. Well, they do make some of them that you can still do that with. Some gloves will or, you, yeah, allow you to do that. Yeah, but I mean from most practical situations. True. Yeah, yeah. My my standard motorcycle gloves aren't going to work in a car touchscreen. True. And you know, so that I probably wouldn't wear gloves, but then that's a compromise because then if I do get in a serious accident, you know, it's going to be skin on dashboard or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's going to But you're not going to die, but you might have um, additional injuries. But true, I I, I think the torso. I, let's take the first two causes: blunt blunt force and head injury. Yeah, I say we protect. We give options for those on every vehicle that's on the road. Yeah, I I would like to have the option. Yeah, but whatever that looks like, it can even be a. It can be a seat that once you're in it, it's got like movable sides that come up by your head. Oh. So you don't really need a helmet, but it's got like, you know, some yeah. protective that comes up and then you can bring it in and out. You can adjust it and do a memory thing like you do on a seat. Yeah. interesting. So that it remembers you as the driver and maybe they even help you set it up at the dealership or, you know, whoever designs these things. You yeah. Know, helps yeah, you yeah. customize it for your own body type and whatnot. Um, 
you know, so that it gives you maximum head protection. I, I think some sort of helmet device, even if it's different than a motorcycle helmet, maybe a hybrid between a bicycle helmet and a motorcycle helmet designed for cars might be interesting. Yeah, I think you would have to go with the in-vehicle equipment rather than on-your-person equipment because people aren't going to... They're not going to wear that. I, I just am just yeah. going to assume people aren't going to do that. Well, but I would if I wanted to, I'd like to have the option is what I sure. Say. No, no, no. Fair, fair enough. But I, I just think maybe it, it should be like you were saying, something around your head built into the headrest, something around yeah. your sides, like a, you know, like a full racing bucket seat sort of thing. Um, I, I think that would probably be the, the better way to go. And obviously, like you said, maybe not the government mandating it but mandating that it needs to be an option. And at least a three-point harness. Yeah, yeah. You know, with a where you can just punch the button like you do in a five-point oh, yeah. car, and then boom, they're, you know, you're out. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd yeah, be yeah. nice. You know. Okay. And there are some people that have fitted seats like that, you know, if they do a lot of autocross. They have seats like that. Oh, true. Porsche. Yeah, yeah. Their, you know, in their race car. And level. there are even some yeah. sports cars that come with that stuff standard, but they're like sure. performance sports cars and not like. yeah. They probably don't have the harnesses like they should, but yeah, maybe um, you like what, but you in a harness, what we're saying is that over each shoulder, mm -hmm. you have one that comes out over your right shoulder, goes across you and then goes into a buckle on your, you know, above your left hip and vice versa from mm -hmm. left to right. And then one in the, and then that where those buckle in or they come down to the middle. Yeah. Kind of in the crotch area. And then that itself has its own buckle. Yeah. So that would be a three point harness. That'd be better than what we have now with shoulder belts. True. You know, because shoulder belts often don't fit correctly. People True. don't adjust them to themselves correctly. And people injure, they injure your neck if you get into an accident with a shoulder belt. They can. They, yeah. 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 So they're just not, it's not good tech. So I think at least a three-point harness, you know, with an option for maybe a five-point harness and a racing seat and some type of head protection, something to that would prevent some of the um, blunt force trauma because it's going to hold you in place. And then if you had side protection, it may protect you from an injury if, from being T-boned. It's certainly going to keep you in your seat. Yeah. You may, yeah. I mean, if, those things might even make airbags optional at that point. If you had enough tech, you might not need an airbag. As long well, as yeah, because that is kind of tech. the whole des point of an airbag is to keep you like the, the airbag isn't there to cushion <laughs> the impact. It's to prevent right. you from moving too much during the impact. It assumes you're free falling toward the toward the steering right. wheel. Right. And it's going to stop you from getting, you know. So literally the uh, airbag is yeah. the design around um, it's and side side curtain airbags mm -hmm, are a mm -hmm. wonderful. Those have saved many, 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 many lives. If you have True. an option, if you're buying a new car out there and you have an option for a side curtain airbag, get it. Yeah. And don't buy a car that doesn't have it. Absolutely. If you have the option. Absolutely. Because, yeah, I won't go into details on that, but, you know. You're, I'm friend, sure your imagination yeah. <laughs> will fill in the gaps. Well, it's there, not but... my imagination, unfortunately. Yeah, it's you know, it's just I have a friend that uh, I had an acquaintance that I I won't go into detail, but I'll just say I had a friend, a good friend that was a is a forensic pathologist, and and so there are stories about you know what goes on without because I yeah. bought a car that had it, and he goes, oh, good for you, that prevents, and then he starts listing off all the you right. Know, yeah. medical terms and industry terms for what happens when you don't have side airbags. Yeah. You know? But yeah. anyway, okay. so that, that, that's, I would just want to say that comes from the horse's mouth, but of course he's only seeing people that don't survive. Accidents. Right. Right. No, no, fair, fair but, enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Of course he, he loved my motorcycle riding. <laughs> nice. Well, good, good. Well, uh, anyway. we've been going for about an hour. Do you think there's anything else we need to no, go ahead no, and I hit? Think, or... uh, well, there is another option that people could implement today. What's that? I don't know how useful it would be. Flame retardant underclothing. Oh. <laughs> you could wear flame retardant underclothing. You could wear a Nomex suit in your car if you <laughs> wanted to, starting right now. True. I'm just saying, actually. you could. <laughs> I don't know how prevalent fires are in accidents. But they do happen. They so. do happen if a you know, like if you have a fuel line on a car that True, breaks, yeah. gets old and breaks, and the engine catches on fire, 
And then if that causes an accident and you're, or if you're in an accident where there's a fire and your doors jam shut. Yep. That's a bad situation. Now a flame suit is only going to keep you alive for like 10, an extra 10 or 15 seconds. Yeah. But that could you be know, crucial. In, a, in a bad fire. It could be. That's what saved Roman Groza. Right. In the accident yeah, that yeah. he referenced was his flame retardant suit. And he doubled the limit of what the suit was designed to do. And it still saved him, which yeah. is amazing. But anyway, yeah. so that's something you could do now. Uh, you probably could wear uh, better footwear in cars or just don't wear high heels if you're a lady. But have a set of shoes that you always wear in the car that are sensible, like tennis shoes. Mm. You know, easy on and off type sketchers or something where you just slip those on when you get into a car because you have better foot control on the pedals. True, yeah. And then you do in high heels. There's some common sense things people could do every single day to make, you know, uh, driving a little bit safer for them. Yeah, yeah, because you do get injuries from the pedals pretty frequently because when, when the entire front, if you have like a head-on or something, the entire yeah. front crumples in and that can very easily, it very, very frequently does move the pedals from their original position and a lot of times it's closer and if your feet are on the pedals because you're probably pressing the brake that can injure you and so well what i'm thinking of if if these gals are in uncomfortable high heels it's hard to operate the brake well there's that too yeah so you know that's another aspect but you're right about the other yeah so having you know like fully closed you know closed toed shoes would really help you if you're well and for guys not driving in flip-flops too is probably a good (laughs) i mean that goes for anybody but sure well i i think the here's the key is you have to realize when you get into a car you can't be afraid of being in an accident and but you can also prepare for it yeah and then in in the the preparation would remove some of the fear true but you can't just assume it won't happen to me because yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody thinks yeah no that's that's true thousands of people die every year in cars so yeah no and that's a great that's a great point driving around in fear of being in an accident you're you shouldn't be driving but at no. the same time you also shouldn't be driving around assuming it'll never happen and not paying attention and not preparing like you should. So it's one of those things. It's a balance. Yeah. So I think I think we've covered it. I think that's about everything. Cool. It cool. just these are things to think about. Yeah. And again, you can reach us either Matt M A T T at withmyuncle.com or Dan at withmyuncle.com. Tell us what you think. And if we get comments on this, we'll read them on read them on our next podcast. Yeah. For sure. Maybe you guys have some thoughts or some interesting ideas, or maybe uh, you know you have some insight into the industry that we don't have that would be, and we'll we'll uh, we'll update it at that point. Yeah, for sure. So I guess that will wrap up the main topic. So do you want to head into the hot seat? You ready for the hot seat? Why not? Oh, yeah, we can do hot seat. All right. Well, hot seat time it is then. Let's put you in the hot seat this week. Of course (laughs) all right here we go all right so it recently came to mind that uh there was a bit of a discussion around uh f1 and which car this year was the most aesthetically pleasing and so i thought it would be an interesting point of discussion Hmm. if you had your say in what you think the most aesthetically pleasing car and by that i mean both the bodywork and the livery working together. What do you think is the most beautiful or coolest car in F1 that's ever been designed? Oh, ever in the history of cars? Ever in the history of F1. Late 80s, early 90s, Benetton. Really? Really? Okay, okay. <laughs> the early Schumacher Benetton with the blue and the yellow. I mean, they're a, they're a fashion company, and they... You know, I think they went to extra pains. You know, I mean, that's honestly my initial answer. That car, for some reason, with the with the colors, the white and the blue, and um, and I believe there was some really neat yellow in there. But that at that time, that those colors just I thought that was the best looking Formula mm. One car. It just kind of to me, it invoked. I don't know. It just invoked that, you know, Italian, European, like like the Benetton, the European uh, French or whatever, yeah. you know, the passion for um, 
you know, uh, style. Yeah. And I thought it just, that card just to me just looked beautiful. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous card. I, I definitely like the livery. I, I definitely like the livery, but I'm looking at the design of the car from, from that yeah. era. And like, to me, it just looks like an F1 car from that era. It doesn't well, look anything. Said, I think you said beautiful. So <laughs> true. I true. But it's, yeah, design wise. Now that's going to be a different. And, and then finding a combination is a little hard to do. Design yeah. wise, you know what car in the modern era that, as much as I hate to admit it, that I really do like the colors on is the Silver Arrow. I like the looks in the Mercedes. Yeah, no, the it looks nice. I like the I like the that light green and the silver. Yeah, and you know I love seeing the Mercedes. You know three three point medallion on the car even Mm -hmm. if it's you know just in painted on but i just think mercedes the cars are beautiful they are um i'm not a fan of orange so i'm not a mclaren fan yeah i just don't like orange it seems like orange is one of those colors being being foisted on us since the olympics you know (laughs) as opposed to you know it just when it, all of a sudden orange showed up everywhere. It's like, what the heck's going on? It's not <laughs> but that's also so. <laughs> kind of a recent thing. I mean, McLaren, right? Back when like yeah. Lewis was driving for them, it was very silvery. Back when um, Senna was racing for them, it was the Marlboro red and white. Yes, so. and I do like the Marlboro. Is classic. Yeah. I'll tell you what's a classic IndyCar color is the Penske yellow. Man, I love. Oh, in, in Indy, yeah, 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 yellow and black from like the eighties. Oh, dude, mm, that's yeah with the black tires and that. Pinsky yellow, beautiful, beautiful c- color, and and the cars are interesting. Um, as long as the Mercedes has the green and the silver, that shade of green they use, it's beautiful. I'm not a huge fan of the new Ferrari red, matte red. I love the Schumacher Irish, you know, well, blood see, red Ferraris. For my for my answer to this question, what yeah. is the one car in all of F1 history, in my opinion? That is yeah. not only is the the physical car itself really, okay. I think, beautiful, but then the livery with it. I honestly yeah. do think it is the 2022 Ferrari. I think it is. Uh, I just think the okay. the design of the the like buckets on the or the like the the inner scoops of the the side pods is just gorgeous. It's it's a yeah. flowing shape from front to back. The mm-hmm. I like I prefer this red on this model. If it was the standard Ferrari red, I don't think it would look as nice personally. Um, yeah. And so I, I just think that the slightly darker red just fits a lot better. And I, I just I, I looked at that car in the launch or or very early on in, in the year. And I was just like, my God, that is a beautiful car. Like <laughs> I like solid colors. Yeah. On motorcycles and cars. And yeah. the Ferrari has always used solid colors. The Benetton did as well. I had a BMW motorcycle that was in what they call Marrakesh red, but it was very much like Ferrari blood red. Yeah. Solid color. I love that bike I had. The, it was just a gorgeous. Yeah. A red Google red K seventy five S sometime, people, if you want to see a beautiful motorcycle. I had two of those but oh yeah those, that, uh, that is nice that is nice that's a that's a beautiful color yeah. on a motorcycle with the with the with the belly you have the belly pan on that one the s has the black engine with the belly pan oh yeah 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 i see that Ooh, yeah. yeah red yeah that's that was fiberglass believe it nice or not, by the way. but anyway yeah that's a beautiful color i love that dark red the, the new red i'm i'm not like i don't like it the new ferrari red i just like the that blood glossy solid blood red better yeah for me but that's probably just my era you know but i do like the marlboro the red white marlboro cars you know from indian formula one i just i like seeing marlboro on the back wing i don't know why yeah i don't smoke cigarettes but i just like seeing it you know no it's it's Um, nice and and it's iconic is is the thing is it's it's iconic but I don't yeah. know, man. I just googled the the 2022 Ferrari again, and looking at it, it's just it's just yeah. beautiful. It's it's red yeah. and it's black, and it has very few yellow accents. And it's, now Google the 2002 Ferrari and tell me what you think. Uh, well, I have seen so it before. We're doing it, but, yeah, but let's do it. Let's do it in real time. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, but to me, it doesn't look as cool as the the current one. Uh. So eh, you're crazy. <laughs> again, this one's iconic. You don't I... know what you're talking about. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> again, the, the 2020 or the the, the, the 2002 uh, 
is iconic. The Schumacher Ferrari, that's yeah. iconic. But I don't look at that and go, that's beautiful. Whereas I look at the 2022 and I go, that's a beautiful car. So, uh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's to each his own when it comes to opinion on stuff. Oh, granted. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, to, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a very much an individual. Yeah personal choice i have again i don't mind the current ferrari and i i like matte colors since i have a black matte black helmet right now motorcycle mm, helmet. yeah i like that i don't like shiny motorcycle helmets because if you scratch them they look terrible yeah way, <laughs> yeah you know so the matte holds up to uh the abuse of daily writing better but mm. anyway but yeah so there's sometimes i like it sometimes i don't i like uh, but I'm not, you know, with metallic, you know, you have to have a really nice looking metallic. I think black looks good, flat black. Yeah. The Mercedes is probably metallic, but it looks beautiful. You know, I thought I would like, oh, here's one car I thought I would like more than I ended up did. And that's the um, Aston Martin in the British oh. racing green. Yeah, yeah. I I really thought, like, I couldn't wait for them to unveil that car. And I tried really hard to, like, really like it. And I never didn't like it, but I just wasn't like, eh. I think it is one of you the know. better cars, the better looking cars on the grid. I don't think yeah. it's the top. I Obviously, I would put the Ferrari on, on number one. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Alpine is like an easy 10th uh, out of 10. <laughs> it's so <laughs> ugly. But yeah, yeah, there's some are, and, and honestly, the Red Bull is not a bad looking car either. No, you know, the the Max's car and you know, Perez, those are good looking cars. The RB is a good looking machine, um, yeah. They, you know, but they have the logo going on, which doesn't look bad, it breaks up the really deep blue, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, they're but, they've pretty much had the exact same livery for like pretty much the whole time, forever. right? I mean, yeah. A long time. So it's be, it's be pretty much just become iconic at this point that, that I don't think they can really change it. <laughs> but I, I like Williams too when they had kind of an almost equal blue and white, you know, distribution on their livery. That those cars look pretty cool too. Like yeah, they, oh know. yeah, they were very blue this year, but for the past yeah. ten years or so, it's been very blue and white, and I did like that a lot. Yeah, like when Juan Pablo Montoya rode. You know, oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah that was a good looking car. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, he won. I remember he won Monaco. Mm, yeah, but uh, probably his highlight in Formula One. But you know, but that's uh, interesting. Yeah, JPM. He went. Yeah, he did well in IndyCar and NASCAR. So it, you've you've given a lot of of uh, suggestions. So so like pick one. Which one out of all of them do you think? I I, I would go I, if I had to pick one from all eras. I, you know, I'd have to go with the Schumacher era blood red Ferrari. I'm going to go with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, just, just you know, I had that car as a screensaver for years. <laughs> <laughs> like a view of the pit, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Really cool view of looking down on it in, in a pit lane scenario. That's awesome. And I just, uh, I would just look at that car for hours. That's awesome. Day. Yeah, I do find it funny that both of us picked a Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> just different shades of red. Yeah, and well, it did different eras, different, you know, completely different yeah, cars. But, it's but Ferrari. Yeah. So, you know, what are you gonna pick? You know, so and you're you're one you're one quarter Italian. So hey, <laughs> that is true. It 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 fits. So there you that go. That is true. So yeah. All right. So I guess that'll do it for us for today. So we will be back next week with another episode. So until then. Thanks so much for listening and take care of yourselves.